Well, welcome everyone to the Home to Haven podcast, episode number 10. We're in two digits now. I'm so excited. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in. However, wherever you are listening, whenever you are listening in the morning, evening, doesn't matter. Stitcher podcast, Apple, Spotify, YouTube, wherever, however, thank you. Thank you from the bottom of my heart. We appreciate you tuning in today. My name is Terrell. And I'm Jen, and we are here to provide inspiration, education, and resources to help you move away from tension, strife, and chaos that is in your home towards a peaceful, loving, joyful home or a haven, a sanctuary where relationships are really nurtured and intentional. And so today we're going to continue on our topic of communication. Yeah. Before we do that, make sure that you are uh, tuning in and liking and subscribing to the podcast. So if you're on Apple, hit that subscribe button. If you're on Spotify, hit subscribe. If you're on YouTube, hit subscribe. It helps the videos. It helps the podcast rank higher. So when people search, we come up. So uh, thank you for doing that. Help us out in that regard. Not to pay for anything. Just help us like and subscribe. That'd be awesome. That's right. And send us those comments. We love hearing what you want to hear us talk about, what you want to learn more about or just discuss from a biblical view, those topics that you need to hear about to help you turn your home into a haven. That's what we're here to help you do. That's why we're here. So please do that. We love hearing emails. We love reading direct messages. And that's why we exist. We're here for you. So please uh, drop those topics, drop questions in, and we'll definitely make sure that we hit those up. That's right. So one important thing all Havens, Good Homes should have is communication, good communication. So we talked in our last episode a little bit about communication styles, how to recognize what your style is, your partner's style or whoever you're communicating with, and how to really change that communication that may be ineffective right now into effective, good communication. And pause that because it just hit me. You know, if there is bad communication in a relationship right now, it can be fixed. That's right. If there is communication or there's no communication, you know, that's why we're here. Um, to remember you're not able to open up or your kids are, aren't as forthcoming or there just seems to be, you know, drama arguments. We believe wholeheartedly that the Word of God uh, will turn that around. So um, no matter what it looks like right now and today, uh, good communication, healthy communication, strong um, loving communication is possible. That's right. You can get that transformation. And so today we're going to really talk about some fun stuff. Yeah. We are going to talk about communication with your partner. All right, let's do it. Let's do it. So we are going to start with, should communication change as you okay. move through your relationship from dating to married life? Should it change? And what does good communication look like with your partner, somebody that you're in a deep relationship with. Uh, we spoke about this. I don't remember the episode, uh, but it was about um, new beginnings, new beginnings, beginnings in relationships. I think it's episode six or seven. So listen to that. But I mentioned how things don't uh, go wrong. They start wrong. So if you are in a dating relationship, it's important to take good notes on how communication is going because that's how it's going to be. And so, does communication change? I wouldn't necessarily say it changes. I believe it should grow. And so there should be a more deeper and a uh, depth of communication 
eight years into our marriage versus when we first started dating. And so, you know, dating, you're really probably going to be more discovery communication, more, I would say, testing communication. Questioning. And questioning and really, really getting a feel for who this person is and do you see them in your future? Is this long-term? That's what you should be discovering and either making steps forward or stopping and saying, thank you, next. Is, right. Don't waste that time of dating just to have fun and no. keep it surface Date level. Keep it nice and easy and right. not no. cause any waves or ripples right. or just, you know, let it be fun. You know, dating is meant to have the purpose to lead you towards Am I going to marry this person or right. not? Dating is I'm finding my mate. Right. And so communication <laughs> is key. Asking right. all those questions right. is essential. Um, Which we have 30 questions for you. So uh, that's on our um, uh, website, oakhavencompany.com. Yes, I'm going to plug it in because they are. It's 30 questions kind of get you started. And then there will be 150 questions um, help you know your spouse or know your, who your person is within six months. Right. Um, so... OkHavenCompany.com. Look for those and download that uh, resource. It'll be a great help. Those are some great starter questions. They're also great questions to use, even if you're already in a relationship, you've been right. in a relationship for a while. Sure. Um, you know, rediscovering those things or like, oh, yeah, I remember that I about remember you. That. Or, yeah. um, you know, do you still have the same view that you did when you were dating yeah. now that it's 10 years later? Do you still have that same viewpoint? Right. So, again, communication should grow. doesn't necessarily change. Maybe. But uh, you're always evolving. You're always adding more to it. You're always perfecting your your style of communication. You're always learning more. What can I do better? What do I need to do more of? What do I need to do less of? Asking those questions, that's communication, so that you can be a more effective communicator. So you're growing. You're you're maturing in your communication. I wouldn't necessarily say changing how you communicate. Right. We talked about different communication styles, whether it be passive aggressive or assertive and really learning your partner's type of communication. Now, should you try to get your spouse or your dating partner to change the way they communicate or should you cater to how they need you to communicate? Um, well, hopefully you discuss that when you were dating. Yes. <laughs> right. You, at that point, you, you want to find that out because if, if you've got a person whose style, again, you, you've got a what do you gel with? I don't, I don't do very well with dominating personalities. Right. I, don't, I don't do well with assertive communicators. I can deal with assertive communicators, but if that's your MO 24-7 and I'm going to be in a romantic relationship with you, we're not going to make it, right? I don't care how pretty you are or not going to work. Right. So if, if that's a deal breaker for you, cut it off. But... You know, I, I can't make you, as a assertive personality, be a passive personality unless you choose that. Unless you say, hey, I'm willing to put forth the effort. I recognize this is about you. Again, communication, we, we talked about this. It requires a sender and a receiver. Mm -hmm. So if we're going to communicate and, and be in a relationship, we've got to talk about this and say, well, I need this. Are you willing to give this to me if we're going to work? If that person, again, test them. They are who they are, who they are. Chicken is a chicken is a chicken is a chicken. Cluck, cluck, cluck. You know, rooster, rooster, crow, crow. So <laughs> people don't change. And they are who they are, who they are. That's right. Now, 
let's say you're in the dating stage or you're getting to know somebody. Okay. Um, and we tend to think, I found my person. Like, this is the, my soulmate or this is the person that I know I'm meant to be with. And they get me. They understand me. <laughs> okay. Should you expect them? They should know what I'm thinking. They should know what I'm trying to say. You know, they know me. They're my person. I just don't even understand that logic. <laughs> People shouldn't have to guess at what you're thinking. At all. Ever. Because every time you should know what I was thinking, I did not know what you were thinking. <laughs> right? So, no, we should not have to guess or, you know, sometimes women like to speak in, in circles and men are direct. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. It's how I believe God designed us, and we have different methods of communication. Women, it's been proven, speak more words per day, okay. not you, <laughs> than, than men. All right? And so I will tell you, you hear me say, I need, be direct. Right. Get to the point. I will tell you, I need it to be specific. I have no idea what you're talking about. I didn't and hear I any of think- that. Well, you should know that. We've gone through this before. Like, why don't you know that? You yeah. should already know it. Go to the store and get my get my get my pretzels. I don't what? It needs to say Keebler pretzels with the red box. Very specific. Very, very specific. That's what I need. So I've learned that through our marriage that you need specific, detailed, text out yep. examples of my communication. And never take that for granted. I mean Eggs. Go to give me some eggs. What eggs? What kind? How many? Where are they at? Yeah, what, what kind of eggs? What style of eggs? What color eggs? How many do you, eggs do you need? Liquid eggs? You know, I, plastic eggs? Eggs, right? So for me, I need specific, detailed, oriented instructions because, no, I don't know what you're thinking. I don't, I don't know how you feel. You should know how I feel. Not, not a clue. That's what I'm asking, right? right? So those things... Let's not, it's so important. Uh, hopefully you can start from scratch. Like for instance, if I ask you, how are you feeling? You should know how I feel. No, I'm asking you. So don't respond to me with you should know. Answer my question. I'm asking you, how are you doing today? Or I'm asking you, how did this make you feel? Or I'm asking you about this. So respond to the question because I genuinely care. Again, you want to build your relationships on trust. And that requires being transparent. It requires being authentic. It requires you being open. It requires you being honest. And hopefully you meet that when you see that coming from me so that you know my heart. You know my intent. My intent is not to hurt you. My intent is not to harm you. I'm genuinely here trying to, in all you're getting, get understanding Proverbs 4-7. And sometimes you need to hear that. Like, I needed to hear that from you at a certain point in the beginning of our a marriage where we were struggling a little bit in the communication. And it was so helpful to me when you set that intention of we are on the same team. I, I'm working for you. I'm not working against you. Anything that you may hear me communicate to you is not from negativity, is not from a place to put you down, is right. not from a place to disrespect you or cast you aside. So sometimes you need to say that how you're meaning it to come across and just set that ground base level foundation. And I would, I would put this on men as leads in our homes, as godly examples in our home to take the initiative 
to lay those foundations, lay those guidelines with your spouse, with your children that, hey, this is how we're going to communicate. And, you know, um, I'm here. I'm here as the dad. I'm here as the husband. I'm, I'm, I'm for you. I'm with you. God communicates to us. He tells us he is for us. He right. tells us he is on our side. He tells you, if, if I be for you, nothing can be against right. you. So he's, he's communicating to us his intent, his thoughts for us so that we, what? We can trust him. That's and right. so that's how, as a, as a gentle man, I would encourage you to, to communicate and lay those foundations and lay those guidelines in your house to that your, your family can trust in you. That's right. Now, another main saying that we hear all the time is it's not what you say, but how you say it. Right. Now, do you feel that's right? It's not what you say, but how you say it's it. It's not what you say, it's how you say it. I do not agree with that. Um, or it's your tone. Right. It's your right? tone. It's how you're saying it. And yeah, okay, I get that. But absolutely, it's what you say. Proverbs 17, smart people choose their words carefully words are powerful words are powerful words hurt words can tear down words can build up Mm -hmm. words can destroy relationships words can destroy trust in a second and it's hard to come back from that so it's important that you take time to think pray and get the wisdom of god get the leading of the holy spirit right of what you are to say to this person in this moment and not just immediately react. How many times have relationships been broken because we said the wrong thing? I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. It came from a place out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. That's scripture. So that came from somewhere. I'm just kidding. No, that's somewhere in your heart. And I'm going to see the real you. Because sometimes when you're angry or when you're hurt, you say stuff. You didn't mean it, but it came from somewhere. Or you're saying something to get back at someone, so I'm going to get them back, and I'm going to say something, you know, to dig the, dig the knife in. Be careful, because that could be a wound that doesn't easily heal. Words do hurt. Absolutely. Right. You need to take ownership of the words that do come out of your mouth and the words that you are expressing. Yeah. Don't just turn it back on the other person. Yeah take ownership of how you or the actual words you said and how you meant to say them yep. really communicate and explain to them. If there is that, you know, boundary that's, it's not, it's not getting through to the other person. You just got to use those words to explain even more. So what your intentions behind your words are. So harsh words, maim and disfigure. So it's important that, when there is some things in communication or in a conversation, you don't you don't want to use you language. Okay. You want to use I language. Okay. So when this happened, I felt this way, or I, I heard this. Is that correct? You said that, you know, I thought I heard you wanted eggs from the store. Was that correct? It's a completely different thing than you told me to get eggs, right? It's kind of condemning and putting down, and it could it could put up walls. And gentlemen, gentlemen, you know, we really have to watch and be careful of our words. And yes, how we say things, but it is also what you say. So I want to take great care over my daughter. 
and great care, even over my son, great care over my over my over my wife, because you are. The scripture says weaker vessel, not you can't lift uh, cans, not that you're under me, but that I have to be very very cautious in managing my words with you. And so I want to make sure that I'm not blaming you or saying things that could hurt you and be very fragile uh, with your emotions that could play into other areas of our relationship. Communication, of course, intimacy, you know, trust, all those things are layers that play a part into this wonderful, beautiful creature called Jen. And so I can't just come off and always say you and you and you and you take ownership and use I language, and I think that'll really, really help um, facilitate more healthy communication. Right, and we talked about dating relationships moving towards a marriage relationship. Now, the marriage relationship should be the strongest relationship that you have underneath yourself and God. Now, is there something special about the communication between a married couple? Is there something specific that should be exclusive to communication within a marriage? It's so great to have you join us for this episode of the Home to Haven podcast. Are you enjoying this content? If so, we want to help you take the first steps in turning your home into the haven you desire. We have an amazing workbook available for you, which provides practical tools to help you begin your journey in creating and maintaining a loving haven for you and your family. You'll craft your purpose statement as you visualize your home's atmosphere. We've put together scriptures for you to speak over your home. And you will also journal out your action steps and assess areas of change to achieve your goals. This is exactly what you need to maintain the peace and love in your haven. So tap the link in the show notes or head over to oakhavencompany.com slash workbook and sign up today. Don't miss out. That's oakhavencompany.com slash workbook. Take that first step today. Um, again, there, there should already be a foundation that leads into, into marriage. And so I don't know of anything that we've talked about as a married couple that we didn't talk about before when we were dating. Okay. Nothing has been a surprise because we talked about everything and we had hundreds and I think 200 questions answered through our dating process that makes marriage not easy but it definitely makes it enjoyable and there are no surprises. I don't have to guess because I know what I got because I, I, we asked questions and we talked about everything. So I would encourage you that even if you are dating, ask everything under the sun. There is no question that you should not be asking in a dating relationship. So, so moving into marriage, just for our specific example, okay. from dating into marriage, nothing was like, oh, wow, that, that really surprised me. No. Now that we're married, it's different than we were dating. Nope. <laughs> so communication can remain the same, being open, honest, full of questions. Is there We any... ask questions now. Right, I was going to say. We talk about everything now. We're constantly asking other, other questions. We go on date night. We're asking questions. We were in out of town last month, and we were asking questions, you know, constantly trying to get to know one another, constantly checking in, constantly seeing where each other are gauging. So... You Again, never... it's it's more mature. It's deeper than it was eight years ago, but it's the same. We never get to a point where we really have nothing to say to each other anymore. No. We're not like sitting there staring at each other while we're out on date night during dinner. Thank God. 
because that would be awkward and weird. Um, and again, not saying that we're perfect, but one of the things that we talked about, and I really, it was kind of those things where, again, I saw you, I, well, we had this conversation before I met you. So this was one of the, this was one of the things that was like, okay, this, she has potential like this. Okay. Like, I need to pay attention. Let me sit up straight. And that was in my heart of hearts. And I believe this and I want to speak this over you. People say marriage is hard. Uh-uh. I'm not down for that. Not for me. Because if it's hard, I don't want it. And not that I'm afraid of a challenge and not that is it easy. No, but it's not this hard Strenuous, strenuous, oh my God, climbing up a mountain and I got a, uh-uh, you can keep that. I'm having a blast playing my PlayStation, going to work, going out to eat by my, I'm fine. When you were single. When I was single, right. right. Sorry, when I was single. I was happy, I was fine. So if I'm going to do this, I want, God, if you're going to do this to me, he who finds a wife finds a good thing and gets favor. The blessing of the Lord makes rich and give gives no sorrow. That's my promise. Okay, I'll take that. I don't want this other stuff. Mm-mm. So when I communicated that to you and you were like, absolutely. Okay. Okay. All right. So have we had difficult times? Yes. Have we been tested? Absolutely. Every other person, every other Christian in this world, you have tribulation, but you have overcome the world. And so I love coming home. I love being a husband. I love being a father. It is sweatless, not easy, sweatless. Because to have someone who's on the same page as me, believes the same way, serves the same way, lives and loves God the same way. And so it flows. And would you attribute our communication while we were dating? I mean, we didn't date for that long. Well, but to would, me, it was a long time. Okay, okay. It's six months. Okay. Would you attribute our communication as the best possible way to know that the marriage is going to be great, is going to be sweatless, like you said? Is that how you knew that the marriage was going to be great because I had a trust, right? The dating stage was full of communication. We went through everything, everything under the sun. And I said, this is me. And I, you were the first person that I could, I could literally be myself with. I wasn't judged. I wasn't put down. I wasn't, you didn't know me from church, or anything. You just knew this dude you met. And so this is me. I'm the guy who brings flowers. I'm the guy who always thinks I'm, I'm the guy who goes to the store and I'll bring you stuff home. You didn't ask me that. That's me. That's who I am. I don't, I'm not putting on a front. So I don't have to right. change. It's not, it won't be hard for me. I'm not trying to impress you. This is me. I like to go to nice restaurants. That, that's who I am. Mm-hmm. Am I the same? You are the same. <laughs> so you were you. This is me. Nothing about you has changed. You have matured. You've grown in areas. You've stretched yourself. You right. have stepped out of your comfort zone right. in many areas, as as I have as well. So we've grown in certain areas, but for 99% of the stuff, we are who we are. And that's why I believe, because I saw who you were, and I liked it. And it it, 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 it matched with what I needed and what I wanted. Right. And, and circumstances change, have changed, will sure. change. For me, I knew going into marriage that the things that we had discussed were so foundational 
to what I knew I wanted and needed in a marriage that the other outside factors could never interrupt that. That's good. Like I knew that the communication that we had had while we were dating, you know, discussing spiritual stuff. What do you believe? Why do you believe this? How do you feel about this? How do you feel about finances? How do you feel about joint accounts? How do you feel about phones? And we'll get into that. How do you feel about, you know, checking my emails? How do you feel about me checking your emails? How do you feel about children? How many children do you want? When do you want to have kids? What are their names going to be? Every right. single thing. Pat, how many people have you have you been with? Who have you have you dated? Right. What's your what's your sexual history like? What do you, what do you what are your your family like? You have a mom, you have a dad. How long have they been married? Uh, have they ever had issues? Your brother, what's he like? What's he do? How's he been? Everything. And communication between me and you. I wasn't letting outside people talk talk to me about it. Yeah. It was communication between you and yeah. me, somebody that I was considering sure. to be my husband. And yeah. I knew that what you told me. I would just take it for whatever you want to take it. My advice as a counselor, as a pastor to you, I would do it a little bit different. I would. No one knew about you until... Two weeks before I was about to propose. Right. And I probably would do it a little bit different, but I was so protective. I mean, I'm like, Solomon, I have found the one with whom my soul loves. <laughs> you know, I like, and I was like, I'm not about to mess this up. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. So I was covering you every day in prayer, covering us every day in prayer. I am not letting anything pollute this. And so it wasn't out of, I had a little bit of fear. And so I probably, I wouldn't respond that way out of fear, but I really wanted to be protective that I didn't want anybody not changing my mind, but speaking out of place about something that God was doing. So I think it's very, very critical. Let God do the work, let him, because you can have that, again, that noise, Mm -hmm. that third party noise that can take you away can sway you. and sway you from a God thing. Cause a lot of times faith doesn't make sense. And for the natural, you didn't make sense for me. You are the complete opposite of everything that I had dated or been with or on the outside, what looks good for me. And you were exactly what I needed. And you found that by communicating. With me. <laughs> So I want to give us really quickly as we went over time, but we need to get into uh, five uh, things to help a successful marriage in your communication. You touched on one already, but I'll go to the first one is you want to listen actively. We've already done this, but here's the official five steps. That's right. You can find this in our communication guide by dialing it on our website by signing up for our e-newsletter. So uh, you want to listen actively. Uh, make sure you're fully engaged in conversation. So, gentlemen, that means that I'm not watching the game while my wife is trying to talk to me. And if she does ask, can we talk? You know, ladies, also be kind of mindful that if it's, you know, 30 seconds left and his team is down by three, right. you probably don't want to talk about the budget, you know, right. at that point. Like, let assess him have the situation. <laughs> assess the situation, right? Um, give him a minute to breathe when he comes home. Like, don't just bombard him with, you know, the kids and, you know, they need some field trip money. Let him get in. Let him breathe. Let him decompress. Same as her. Okay, I'm not just saying the guys, you right, know. Right. Let the woman come in. Let her decompress. Don't just give her the, the chores. 
let her have her moment to get herself together, and then like, hey, babe, are you ready to talk, right? So it works both ways. I'm not just picking on women, please. I'm not just picking on the men and women. It goes both ways. Um, so be active in your listening. Right, and giving that person the space and time, your full attention. Um, your husband should be your top priority Yeah. underneath your time with God. And so not letting the kids, the house, your job, whatever else, your family, anything that needs you. Because as women, a lot of people need you. Mm -hmm. And you need to respect that there should be time and space specifically just for you and your husband to communicate and communicate well. Um, I've noticed, like, just giving you that direct eye contact and attention, even if the kids are saying, mommy, 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 you know, making sure that you know that I'm paying attention to you, listening to you, and I'm actively engaged. Yeah. Number two is you want to be clear and direct. Again, you want to avoid the passive-aggressive style of communication and be clear. Don't assume they know how you feel. Don't assume they got the message be clear, be specific, be direct, be kind, but make sure that you say what you mean and then you, you mean what you say. And you're honest with how you're feeling right. and what you need to get across. Well, I don't want to hurt them. You know, you can't help. Well, again, you're going to pray about it. And there, there been, there's been times where I had to say something to you. And when we first were talking, you would, you would, I would say something, and the message you heard was, he's not happy with me. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I would say, you know, Jen, I don't like the way these mashed potatoes were made. They have no seasoning, or she didn't put any salt in, on the chicken. And she heard. I'm disappointed. I'm, I'm disappointed. I don't like you as a wife. Right. And I never said, it never came to my mouth. She's crying. I'm like, what is going on? Right. I didn't say. And she's like, I'm a bad wife. I never said that. And so. If you've had those things, I don't respond. Like, what's wrong with you? I didn't say, I'm saying, how did you hear that? Right. Again, when God came to the Garden of Eden, he asked Adam, who told you that? Who told you? So number four, you want to practice empathy. So it's important that you uh, see things from your partner's point of view. So step over into their shoes and really begin to hear and see where they're coming from, what they're feeling, why <laughs> they're feeling that way. Um, so that helps you really understand. Um, I did this with my father, of really understanding. You know, people criticize what they don't understand. One of the most powerful quotes I ever heard was, people criticize what they don't understand. So try to come from their point of the desk so you can understand why they respond that way. You know, as a, you understanding me as a provider. Right. You know, why I think a certain way, why I may sometimes feel pressure or stress because I'm the one, you know, the breadwinner. So it helps you understand that. Right. So. If you're not understanding that right away, just ask them more questions. Yeah. Get them to communicate a little bit more so you can understand and put yourself in their position. You're not ever going to fully know. Putting yourself, I would never fully know what it would be like to be a husband or a leader. But you can communicate some things back to me and let sure. me know. And then I can use the empathy towards that and really understand your feelings and work on not being defensive when questions are asked. You know, sometimes I don't like questions, so I've had to, you know, allow the Holy spirit to correct me. Right. And so again, when she's asking me questions, she generally wants to know she's not questioning my authority or, you know, 
being passive aggressive, learning her now, she's genuinely asking, why did you make this decision or why did you do it this way? Because she wants to learn more about me and get into my thought process because she's trying to be empathetic. Right. And then finally, set aside time to talk. That's very, very important. So schedule it, right? Kids go to bed at 730. We've got in our calendar days scheduled for uh, planning out our podcast. We have time set aside for just date and fun night. We've got time set aside for, I don't know, like it, but planning. And so Jen has time on the calendar where she's going through, and we'll get to this in a episode of planning out the activities for the family. We, we go through every single week. Jane's got this. I just got this. You've got this. We got this, that, and the other. Well, you, you, who's going to pick them up? Who's gonna, we go through every single detail um, because it's important and it facilitates communication. Everyone's on the same page. So schedule those times of talking and daily check-ins. You have to be intentional about that. It's easy to just kind of go your separate ways, especially if you're doing your work, I'm doing my work, and we're just working alongside each other. It's important to set those intentional times of we are going to communicate what needs to be communicated to make our family and our household run at the best possible way. And I would encourage face-to-face communication as well. I know we text that and that's fine. We text throughout the day, Jennifer and I, but also come together, come together as a couple, look each other in the eyes. eyes, come together as a family. You know, one of the things that I wanted, I didn't have this growing up, I was the only child. My dad would always be counseling someone or out. I didn't have the time to sit down with my family and, and have dinner every night. We came together on Sundays, okay. And as I got older, my dad was in his office, I was in my room, my mom was downstairs, right? So um, I wanted that in my house. And so we moved our table. We got a nice, uh, oak table. Okay. And, and, uh, we come together as a family. I wanted my family to come together every single night and we talk. Sometimes we watch some shows and then sometimes there's no iPads. There's no phones. There's no TV. The four of us talk and we just right. communicate as a family. That's some of the best times that you can communicate with your, your kids. I know we're just talking about spouses and dating relationships. We'll get into this in a couple episodes a little bit deeper. But setting that that time, you can look each other in the eyes, see each other without screens. Even if we do watch a show, we can still communicate to each other sure. about what's happening or would you have done that or yeah. what do you think will happen yeah. next. And it's just giving that that time and space to let everybody in the family or whoever you're living with in your house to share their point of view yeah. or share their opinions or what happened in their day. Yeah. It's really, really important. Yep. Yeah. I'm asking, how was your day? What are you doing today? I don't accept one word answers. Good. Not good enough. Let's, let's go into some detail, right? Um, and so I just encourage you and stay with it. Don't get discouraged, but stay with it and you'll see the fruit of your labor. So thank you so much for joining us today on the Home to Haven podcast. I pray that you got something out of this and uh, that you were blessed by some of the content. If that was you and you were blessed, hit a like and subscribe. Help us uh, find more people like yourself who who will benefit from this content. And then send us an email or a DM at Oakhaven Company or hi at oakhavencompany.com. Let us know any topics, any questions, anything you want us to go into. We'd love to help you. We'd love to do our best to point you from God's word about your communication, your relationships, your homes, anything along those topics. And we're here for you.
That's right. And be sure to download the free yeah. workbook. That's right. So we have our workbook free for this month while we're discussing communication. It's a great resource. It does follow along the series of podcasts, but it is a great resource even as a standalone to kind of work through, think through your specific situation yeah. and your experiences. You can write it out. You can journal it out. You can go through the questions again and just really dive deeper into what we discussed on the podcast. So be sure to check that out. That's on our website. You can also grab it um, through Instagram. Check us out at O'Caven Company and you can find the link in there as well. We also have our other workbooks about purpose and new beginnings that you can find on our website as well for purchase. They are great resources, so grab those. Yeah, you'll be glad you did. It will not be a waste. It's also an investment for you uh, in your spiritual life, in your relationships, and it's something that I really believe. I mean, there's scriptures in there. There are devotionals that we've taken time to walk you through. And um, let us know if you've gotten one of those, your thoughts as well. Again, thank you so much for however you're listening. We really appreciate the support and the love, and we look forward to seeing you again next week. God bless. Thanks for listening. We hope you've learned something to help you grow in your relationships and received some practical ways to make your home a true haven. Now it's time to put what you've heard to use. We'd love to hear what you are doing, so connect with us on social and send a message. Search and find us at Oak Haven Company on Instagram and Facebook. We also have resources for you, such as printables, devotionals, and helpful articles on our website at oakhavencompany.com. And we'd love to stay in touch with you with our exclusive offers, news, and content made only available to our email list members. Sign up today to receive Jen's free download pack and Terrell's confessional guide as our way of saying thank you. Click the Join Our Email Group link in the description. And again, thank you for listening. We'll see you next week.